Welcome to Let Love, a podcast with the Sisters of Life. We invite you to join us for conversation, looking at life through the lens of love. You are loved, you are made in God's image, and your life matters. Let's talk about it. Hello, hello, hello. This is Sister Aniste. This is Sister Veritas, and we're here with Let Love Podcast with the Sisters of Life. And we're thrilled to be back uh, in this new season talking about how to let love be your core strength. Yep. And today answering the question, uh, how to find security. Amen. And I think it's a question we all long to find the answer to, I would say. <laughs> I mean, because look, like I got, I don't know about you, but I, I just immediately, I think of certain situations in my life where I felt insecure. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like well, maybe I can share one. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to receive that, sister. <laughs> well, one time I was thinking, well, first about the squirrels we have here and our issues with them eating things yeah. that they shouldn't be eating. And that does make you feel insecure. Then I thought <laughs> well, of other... Why? Because you're worried about <laughs> your M&Ms or something? Yeah. <laughs> my, my Belgian chocolate. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I know, actually. I never know when we eat in the garden if it's going to get swiped. I know. Yeah. I know. Well, it's. I mean, you can't trust them. After the gas line was chewed, yeah. we're no, toast. I'm, you're t- constantly living in fear. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What else beyond the squirrels? Well, I, I was thinking of other creatures that kind of had the same effect on me. You know? mm. Like when I was little, my family, we lived in Australia for a year. So it pulled up some old memories, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It was really great. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you would have really liked it there. We we went to this place called the Zumpsteins, which was in the mountains somewhere. Huh. And um, when we got there, we pulled up in our old Volvo station wagon. Mm-hmm. And uh, immediately these little kangaroos come out to meet, like he came out to meet the car. That's awesome. And I was like, wow. And, and I got out and I remember he was just like there, like like one foot from me. And wow. like, because he knew that I had lunch. <laughs> so they're like <laughs> trained for this. And so I, I just petted his little head because he was so cute. Oh. But then you have to actually go into the secure eating area because the kangaroos is such a problem. Hmm. So you go in the secure eating area. So we did <laughs> to be safe from the kangaroos, you know. You were secure. To, yeah, to be secure. And so you think, okay, like my sandwich is going to be fine. But we, when we were there, a little boy from a different family, he's eating a sandwich, and a kookaburra, <gasps> one of the birds, swoops down, literally takes the sandwich out of his hand and swoops away with the sandwich. <gasps> so it's like even... That's unbelievable. I, even in the secure eating area? Even <laughs> in the secure eating area, we were insecure. Same thing happened to my brother at the zoo. He was. We were there in a... In a you know, what we thought was a safe place. Mm-hmm. And an ibis, ibis, however you say it, mm-hmm. bird, came yeah. up and took his food. Wow. But it's like, even the places we think we're secure, and all of a sudden it crumbles. Wow. Okay. And this is a real analogy for life. I right. mean, right? We think we're going to the secure eating area. Right. And it's not so secure. Precisely. Okay. So this is where we want to lean into where is my security? Uh, where is that? As I live life from the inside out. Right. Um, where can I really rest? Right. Or even, I mean, just to echo quickly, because yes. it's like, I think, yes, it's like you want to flesh this out because we speak about these funny stories, but actually they can give us real insight into our interior lives, mm-hmm. actually, and the life that God's inviting us to. Even when I was like eight or nine years old, right? First road trip as a family. Mm-hmm. And so eight kids and my parents pile into a 15 passenger van. That's awesome. Right? Yes. Adventuresome. And um, dad was like, he was kind of a master of just organization and making everything work. Yes. So here we take off, 15 passenger van, two escargots, you know, those giant plastic 
bins that hold all your luggage on top of a car. Yes. Okay. Not snails. Yes. Right. right. (laughs) Not one, but two. And in between those two, a homemade bike rack that held not one, but six bikes. That's amazing. Yeah. It it was obscene. Actually, we quickly realized we couldn't go through the McDonald's drive-thru. That's so funny. (laughs) We'd hit the top of that Seriously, we had to like, we had to get some call-offs from people because we didn't realize our clearance early into the game. But it was like as an eight or nine year old, um, I remember standing by this van and we're all getting out of the car at a campground and this, this other kid, you know, from another campsite starts biking down the road, um, past our van. And he was so taken by this scene, this van and the carriers and the bikes that he actually fell off of his bike. (laughs) (laughs) And it was this moment. It's like one of my first moments of little insecurity, like, oh my gosh, like, can I rest in the, my family of origin? (laughs) Can I, can I trust and rest in the love and innovation of my father? Right. Um, and the, the waiver of that, right. Where can I find this rest and security? And I did, I pulled back and I went and, and helped unpack the giant escargos and, (laughs) and we had a jolly good time, but you know, segue into the adventure of the Christian life, the, the pilgrimage home to heaven. Um, there's a thousand times a day, I think, that we can feel or potentially feel insecure. Mm-hmm. Am I doing this right? Um, am I okay? Mm-hmm. Like, is there something wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Like, can I do this? Mm-hmm. Like, do I have the strength? Right. And where do we find that strength from within? That's what I want to talk about. And my big pitch is beatitude. Ooh, That's what I want to lean into. You nailed it, sister. This is our recipe um, to cook up security wherever we might be standing in life. That's awesome. But I don't know if you have any words uh, in this, or should we pray, or do you have an inspirational quote? I have an inspirational quote. All right. And and one word, because it's like, and we're talking about this this security in the Lord. Like, it's like, this is deeper than any, like, financial security, or like, this is like, this is like intrinsic to our very being. This is what we want. This is what we want. This is bigger than anything. And Yes, I found this quote um, from Henry now, and I'm just going to kind of... Uh, pull the highlights? Pull the highlights, yeah, a little bit. But he, he basically said, The world is waiting for new saints, ecstatic men and women, so deeply rooted in, in the love of God. And he said, Most people despair that it is possible. They cling to old ways and prefer the security of their misery to the insecurity of their joy. <laughs> but the few... There are a few who dare to sing a new song of peace. You know, the new Francis is St. Francis of our time. And it's like, wow, how often do we cling to the yeah. security of our misery instead of the insecurity, quote unquote, of our of our joy, the joy that Christ is offering us, which is the deep security of the Beatitudes. Wow, sister. You know, I love this. Listen, can we pray and then jump into this? Yes. And here's to it. Amen. Even the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we thank you and we praise you uh, for this time together. We thank you that you uh, are the one who loved us first and is always loving us. We ask for every grace to to conduct our interior life in reverence to your gift of love. Uh, We ask for every grace to receive your love for us in this moment and throughout this day. And that we allow your love, Father, to root us deep within your peace uh, the security that we find in your eternal love for us. Blessed Mother, be a mother to us now and pray for us as we say, Hail Mary, full, full of grace, grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, 
now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady of Grace. Pray for us. Amen. Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, so sister, I know we're daring people into letting love be their core strength. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're leaning into the Beatitudes here. But before we do that, it's not just us daring. Um, actually, Jesus did this first, and we find this in Scripture. Yep. And we we hear Jesus, and I would love for you to read this Definitely. section of the Word for us. Like he, when he sends his disciples out, he basically sends them out with nothing, nothing, nothing. And he wouldn't be doing that unless the promises were big and that he was going to be backing us up. Right. But let's just hear it from him. That's Amen. Wait, I love and I love this Scripture passage, and actually, it's like revolutionary to be honest of of where yeah where we place our security Mm -hmm. okay so this is luke 9 when jesus had called the 12 together he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases and he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of god and to heal the sick he told them take nothing for the journey no staff no bag no bread no money no extra shirt whatever house you enter stay there until you leave that town If people do not welcome you, leave their town and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. So they set out and went from village to village, proclaiming the good news and healing people everywhere. This is amazing. It's amazing. They're literally going out with nothing. Nothing. And look what happens. And there's fruitfulness. Yeah. And it sounds like the disciples... And I know this is true for me. It's like when I'm not clinging to other stuff and I'm clinging to Christ mm-hmm. and his life, mm-hmm. that's when I'm freest in mission. That's when I see mission the most fruitful. Yeah. That's when I'm rooted in peace. That's yeah. when I'm not even worried about the result because I'm clinging to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And I know that he is going to be about what he's going to be about and that mm-hmm. it's a privilege just to be on the ride with him. Yeah. yeah. And this is the life that we've been made to live and yeah. that we love living. And... But let's be real. Right. Um, you know, we can often feel insecure, mm-hmm. whether it's mission or ministry or work or relationships or life. Um, let's flesh this out. When do we feel insecure? Like, I think is naming it allows us to tame it, mm-hmm. basically. Sister, I think it's so important. It's like, right, the fear of being abandoned, mm-hmm. the fear of being rejected, mm-hmm. um, or experiences of that in primary relationships that lead us feeling like insecure about, am I good? Mm-hmm. Am I worth another's time? Mm-hmm. Am I worth the response of love from another, which the human heart is made for, right. is made for love. Right. Or even like when we're feeling empty handed or mm-hmm. poor, mm-hmm. we can feel insecure. I don't have what it takes. Mm-hmm. I'm not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, let's just think about life experience. If I'm learning new things, right. um, sometimes we feel insecure. Oh right. my gosh, am I going to get it? Am right. I going to get it fast enough? Right. Um, that experience of vulnerability. Ooh. tremendous vulnerability or right like if i've just lost a job Mm -hmm. oh my gosh what went wrong there am Mm -hmm. i somehow Mm -hmm. you know a few fries short of a happy meal Mm -hmm. or whatever (laughs) i mean never heard that one before but (laughs) but i really like it amen um or when i'm overlooked disrespected disappointed when life lets me down yeah um it can leave us in this wake of like oh yeah uncertainty insecurity within myself yeah um and i'm looking for something to hold me right a place that i can rest and a love that is certain mm-hmm. um and so this is the big dare it's like i think we all experience this mm-hmm. and what i want to pitch is basically how do the beatitudes 
help us find security. Mm -hmm. Like, and I mentioned this, right? Like, basically, Jesus reveals to us in the Beatitudes this recipe mm -hmm. uh, to cook up security wherever we are standing in life. Yeah. And we're going to flesh these out, but whether I'm mourning, whether mm -hmm. I'm feeling poor in spirit, whether I'm hungering and thirsting for yeah. righteousness, I can find certainty right. and rest and security there. Yeah. But I think maybe, what are the Beatitudes? It's a great question. <laughs> First, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Now, sister, I read these and it's, I mean, it's, there's such a beauty to them, but there's also a bit of a mystery because it's like, gosh, how yeah. is it that I will find security in these? Yes. It's awesome, sister, uh, that you asked that. And actually, I would recommend, and I'm going to pull some choice quotes from the catechism, mm -hmm. because it fleshes out beautifully, uh, Beatitude. And the reality that um, the Beatitudes are at the heart of Jesus's preaching, that basically in 1716, the catechism tells us that they take up the promises made to the chosen people since Abraham. And the Beatitudes fulfill the promises by ordering them no longer merely to the possession of a territory, but to the kingdom of heaven. Mm. Okay, so we're shifting gears here. Mm -hmm. It's like the ultimate gift, the ultimate Beatitude is eternal life mm -hmm. with God is communion. And basically the Beatitudes are drawing us into uh, a portrait of, mm. of Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. of his own interior life, mm -hmm. of his charity. Um, and what comes to us uh, in and through the passion, death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, that in the catechism, it tells us that they shed light on the actions and attitudes characteristic of the Christian life. They are the paradoxical promises that sustain hope in the midst of tribulations. They proclaim the blessings and rewards already secured. I love this. That's awesome. They've already been secured um, for Christ's disciples. They have begun um, in the lives of the mm -hmm. Blessed Virgin Mary, mm -hmm. of the saints. Mm -hmm. Last word on this is like the Beatitudes ultimately they point us to heaven. They bring us into this eternal perspective. Mm -hmm. They teach us the final end to which God calls us, which is the kingdom mm -hmm. of God, mm -hmm. the vision of God, this participation in his divine nature, eternal life, filiation, mm. rest in God. Okay. That's so cool. Right? This is dense, but yeah. like, this is our ultimate security yeah. that I am a beloved daughter yeah. of God, the father. Mm -hmm. And I've been established in a covenant with mm -hmm. the father mm -hmm. that nothing can shake break or mess with yeah um that's awesome so and it's the it's the permission to break into that no matter where we're standing in life that's awesome and that this like our true home is the father's heart there you is. know it's like that parable jesus tells of, of the man who builds his house on sand versus the man who built his house on rock and it's like what is he trying to say i mean one one interpretation is like to 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 build our house in his heart in the kingdom mm -hmm. of heaven to have our security firmly fixed on his heart um, and it's like, and nothing can take that away. Right. And sister, I love that you're saying this and you mentioned the paradoxical nature of the Beatitudes. And it makes me think actually of, um, C.S. Lewis's quote <laughs> from, from the Chronicles of Narnia and, uh, which is a great, great book. Um, 
but one of the characters, Susan, is asking Mr. Beaver, mm-hmm. you know, is Aslan. So Aslan is like the lion, but he's a Christ figure. He's a Christ figure. Um, and he, so Susan, the little girl, asks Mr. Beaver, I thought he was a man when she realizes he's a lion. Is he quite safe? I shall feel rather nervous about meeting a lion. Hmm. Safe, said Mr. Beaver. Who said anything about safe? Of course he isn't safe, but he's good. Hmm. He's the king, I tell you. So when we're talking about this this kind of security of the Beatitudes, we're not talking about safety in the sense of, you know, keeping things sterile and clean. We're talking about a deep security that roots us and that no matter what adventure befalls us, we're held. Yes. We're held in the arms of, of love. Yes. And that that is real. It's mm-hmm. been given. And it, there's an invitation of God for us to step into that. Mm-hmm. St. Thomas Aquinas, he says, and I love this, remember this quote, three words, God alone satisfies. Mm. God alone satisfies. Mm-hmm. So wherever I'm standing in life, that is what is going to be my satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know I recently ate at uh, Chipotle. You know someone oh. got me a burrito. <laughs> Chipotle. <laughs> Chipotle. <laughs> if you, that's the way you want to say it. But I just remember like the anticipation. Like yeah. I haven't had Chipotle for like decades, and. <laughs> And I got all my favorite stuff put in that thing. And then, you know, I'm eating it. But there was like, you know, it was disappointing. Oh, no. But why? Because <laughs> it was like this pocket, you know, some of the pockets of the guacamole and the sour cream were only in one pocket of the burrito, and, but not in the other ones. And I wanted an integrated whole experience of all the flavor bursts. Yes, right. Right. That's what we want. And my burrito, it was pockets, and it was patchy, and it came, and it went. Sorry. And at the end of the day, here it is. God alone satisfies. Yes. God alone satisfies that um, wherever I'm standing in life, he's what I want to reach out for, Mm -hmm. and he's the one I want to reach out to. Mm -hmm. How often we can, like you're mentioning, place our security in things that don't satisfy, Mm -hmm. you know, or like... um, uh, making other people our security or or things my security or money or like all these places I can try mm-hmm. to lean on my full weight on. Mm-hmm. And what happens? They end up giving out like the legs of the chair that I used to recently have. Legs gave out. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's like it doesn't it's not going to hold the weight of my heart. Yeah, I can't put it on. And so I think noting that even before answering that question, like noting like, gosh, are there attachments in my life or places that I'm trying to like lean my full weight and it's not holding me? But I want to think about this, sister. What does this actually look like? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a great question, sister, because I, I think like what is living secure in love, letting him hold you look like? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I just have a quick image, but that's St. Francis of Assisi. Hmm. Um, and I love his story. Um, but it's like he he gave up everything. Completely poor to the, you know, to the scorn of his family, his friends, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, radical. And he was like the most happy person, <laughs> you know, that joyful. And people were, were enthralled by his radiance, his witness. Wow. And they were like, I want what you have. I want what you have. So I'm going to give up everything. Wow, for that. that is so powerful. It's so powerful. And it's like they saw the true that that uh, being what being truly secure looked like. Wow. It's like the the scripture from from the Lord, you know, don't take your bag or your tunic or anything. And he was holding on to right the one thing necessary. Right. And it's like that's it, full focus on the one thing necessary. You know, it's like well, no sister, it's it's super powerful. Like but I also want to think about like when do we feel 
the most insecure. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think often, if I look at the whole spectrum of life, oftentimes when one is confronted with the end of life, Mm -hmm. we can feel so uncertain, so um, insecure in a way. Like, Mm -hmm. can I live this? Am I Mm going to be strong enough? Am I going to suffer? Like, what's going to happen to my family? What's mm-hmm. going to happen to me? Right. The fears of the unknown. Right. And uh, you can feel like a fish on a dock. It's like you're flopping all over the place. Right. Right. Because what is going to hold me through this? Mm-hmm. Um, and I love thinking about this powerful moment in Olympic history, mm. actually, to try to find a foothold here. Um, I don't know if you know the story about Derek Redmond. I've heard of him. You've heard He's of amazing. him. Okay, yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm totally into the runner's world. And... So in 1992, in the Barcelona Olympics, um, what has been called one of the most beautiful moments in Olympic history happened. Mm -hmm. And this is where Derek was favored to win the gold medal in Mm -hmm. the 400 meters. However, about 200 meters into the semifinal race, he pulled up with a disabling hamstring injury. And you can see this on YouTube. It's like so painful to watch. (laughs) You're like, ah, and it was his dreams were shattered Mm -hmm. in that moment. And yet what you see precisely in this moment uh, where Derek was, and I think the Beatitudes, mm-hmm. mourning, he knew it was over, mm-hmm. um, hungering and thirsting mm-hmm. for the victory that he knew just mm-hmm. slipped through his fingers. Mm-hmm. Um, poor, mm-hmm. poor. Here he is in a stadium, finally, where so much hard work had brought him and it mm-hmm. was evaporating. Shattered. Right? Yeah. But he decided to continue to limp on. So here you see him. He's he's going for the finish line mm-hmm. anyway. And then before too many s- steps, a man broke through the crowds, pushed away security guards to try to support him. And who was it? Mm-hmm. It was his father. Wow. It's so powerful. And you can see it. Derek's in so much pain. Wow. He's crying. Um, but they walked together to the finish line. Mm-hmm. And as he crossed the finish line... The 65,000 people that filled the stadium stood and gave Derek a deafening standing ovation. And Derek hadn't won the gold medal, Mm -hmm. but he won every heart in that stadium Mm -hmm. that day in the greater victory um, by revealing this power of the human spirit to overcome, right? To persevere to the end, to finish the race. And the image I want to pull from this in the whole realm of beatitude, and we can even like Mm -hmm. go into each one of them, is like... He allowed the father Mm -hmm. to be there for him, to back him up, uh, to walk with him Mm -hmm. to and through that finish line. Mm -hmm. And I think this is the promise we find in the Beatitudes, that even in the midst of the pain, in the heartbreak, in the disappointment, in the mess, Mm -hmm. where we feel so out of control, so disoriented, so powerless, that is precisely where Mm -hmm. the father wants to back you up. This is the promise of the Beatitudes. This is precisely where Jesus Christ went to the broken bottom of you and me Mm -hmm. and said, I'm there. I'm there ahead of you. And I want to show up for you right there. But it takes a vision of faith. It takes, uh, I like to call it moxie. Mm -hmm. Um, If you don't know about (laughs) moxie, it's this soda that was invented in the state of Maine or the New England area. Uh And it it initially tastes like root beer mm. and it was initially medicinal, but then you get this really gnarly, bitter aftertaste in the back palate <laughs> and it's, it's rugged. And so like in new England, people say, if you got, t- if you're tough, if you got some courage, you've got moxie. moxie. That's where I came from. You got moxie kid. Wow. And this is where, when we're living this beatitudes to claim them, mm-hmm. you've got to have some moxie. You've yeah. got to stand within 
yourself and in that covenant love and and say, God, I can't, you can, mm-hmm. and you promised. Yeah. You've called me to this, and now I'm ready to let you back me up. Amen. Amen, sister. That is, that's a powerful word, honestly. Mm-hmm. And to like lean full weight, to let go of everything else, to lean full weight into his love. Amen. And to trust. He's holding you. To trust. He's trust. He's holding you. Whether it's the end of life, yeah. you can run to the end and you're going to have love backing you up to do that. Yeah. And that we know satisfies the human heart. Yeah. Uh, and we're made for it. We're made for it. I don't know. Where else do we see this? Well, sister, let's, let's just quickly go through each one. Okay. Like, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of God. Okay. Where do we see it? What does that mean? What does it mean? It means like when I'm feeling poor... I don't start a rebellion. I don't mm-hmm. I don't rebel and fight my interior poverty. I'm humbly real with it. Yeah. That I am poor. Yeah. And I need God. And I invite God right there. It's like almost like a helicopter landing pad. It's mm-hmm. like land your grace mm-hmm. right there. Um and that's how I can start to experience the kingdom of heaven mm-hmm. coming into my yeah. poverty. Yeah. Well, sister, I, I love this and it's actually like um, the image I actually have is like blowing up a balloon, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it's kind of trusting the stretch of it because it's we're going to be filled with more and more and more. And actually, we're made for infinity. Our hearts are made for infinity. Wow, um, and in this life, we're probably going to experience that infinity as poverty mm-hmm. when we come up against it. Mm-hmm. But actually, it's the stretch of our hearts that the Lord is filling wow. um, and receiving all as gift, I think, is part of the the posture of, of poverty, even when it is uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you know, or it doesn't feel necessarily safe Mm -hmm. Uh, but there's there is that resting in the security of of knowing he's giving me more in this he wants to give me more in this by stretching me everything is for you yeah every that's yeah it can be it can be if we let it there we go and i think that i hear you say a key word is is trusting Mm -hmm. when we're feeling poor in spirit Mm -hmm. it's not rebelling it's trusting Mm -hmm. so that that kingdom of heaven can come to rest in me the more that i don't have yeah but I have to be willing to receive. Yeah. And to receive, I've got to trust, look up in faith. Mm-hmm. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Okay, this is beautiful. This is actually one of my favorite Beatitudes. Mm-hmm. And that might sound funny, but I think when we have lost um, or we're mourning, mm-hmm. of, often our reflex is to reach out and start clinging Right. We right. start trying to grab everything um, off the shelf or within arm's reach. Um, yeah. And that can be unhealthy relationships. It can be fillers. It can be food. It can be anything. We're looking for comfort. We're looking mm-hmm. for something to fill. But it's precisely here mm-hmm. to tap into the beatitude, to receive the true comfort that we desire, the great consoler, mm-hmm. the life of the Holy Spirit. We actually have to let go mm-hmm. of everything mm-hmm. that we Live like Our Lady, hands out, mm-hmm. palms up. Mm-hmm. Okay, Lord, I'm going to look to you mm-hmm. uh, in this heartbreak, in this mm-hmm. loss. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to trust mm-hmm. again yeah. that you want to be my everything. Yeah. And that's what I actually want. That's awesome. And you're the only thing that can really satisfy. That's awesome, sister. Yeah. It's kind of like the beatitude of right order, mm-hmm. sort of like letting letting things, creatures, people be who they are meant to be as the Lord gives them, but not making them more, not mm-hmm. grasping for them to fill an mm-hmm. infinite place that can't be filled by them. Amen. You know, and, and even mourning the ways that we have tried to use another person or to use something in a way that's not how it's meant to be or how 
that relationship is not meant to be. Yeah. Um, I think that's really powerful. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Next one. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Now, this is a dare, right? Yes. Um, meek. I know that when I'm living in meekness, it's it's you got to kind of acquire it as a taste. It's kind of like sushi. The first time you eat it, it's like, what is this? Why am and I eating it? And the wasabi kind of kicks you in the head a little bit. Yeah. But then you're like, let's do that again. Yeah. Um, and I think meekness. Yes. Actually, it's so incredible. Mm-hmm. And I think of Jesus um, mm-hmm. in his own passion. Mm-hmm. So meek. The mm-hmm. the lamb. Uh, that was sacrificed and mm-hmm. did not open his mouth. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times to to live with this meekness so that we can inherit the earth, mm-hmm. we have to keep at bay our passions. So this can be anger mm-hmm. or resentment, and that can be towards myself, towards others, towards God even. Mm-hmm. And that we actually, we want to engage the discipline of putting those aside, mm-hmm. that actually no amount of anger, no ma- amount of resentment, no amount of bitterness, no amount of temper tantrums mm-hmm. is actually going to get me what I want. And I might desire something just and mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. And yet Jesus is saying, no, 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 come with me. Mm-hmm. Um, just live humble mm-hmm. and keep your hands out, palms mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. look to the Father. Mm-hmm. He will defend you. He will bring about the righteousness that you desire. He will fill your hands with uh, the fullness of life that you are seeking. Mm-hmm. Um, wait on the Lord with yeah. patience. Yeah. Be still and know that I'm God. Yeah. that's Sister, I love that. And it makes me think of Moses. You know, in the Bible, it says Moses was the meekest man who ever lived, wow. the meekest man on the face of the earth. And look what happened. Look what God did. He, he came to him in the burning bush. And then he worked wonders. Wonders. He worked wonders through Moses um, because he was meek and he allowed the Lord to work in him. That's awesome, sister. It's amazing. Well, next one. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Actually, and this is amazing. The Lord is calling your hunger and your thirst blessed. Mm-hmm. And I think especially for those on the journey of the Christian life. Sometimes we find as we go deeper into the journey, it's like, wait a second, why is it that I'm desiring more love? I'm mm-hmm. desiring more and more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on here? It's <laughs> a good sign. It's a good sign. And yeah. I would say, thanks be to God that you're thirsty. Mm-hmm. Thanks be to God that you want more. That's a grace. Mm-hmm. And that actually, towards that being satisfied, like, and our hearts have infinite desires. Let yourself desire as deep as you can desire. Ask the Holy Spirit to stir up your desires Mm -hmm. for love, Mm -hmm. for righteousness, for truth, for beauty, for all the divine life that you desire. Mm -hmm. Um, And actually reject uh, those thoughts that would discourage you Mm -hmm. from thirsting Mm -hmm. for God. Um, Let those desires run wild because God, he stirs up those desires because he wants to satisfy and fulfill them. And that's how we can get more God into our hearts, into our core. And and then we start overflowing that life into the life of others. It's amazing. Quoting again, Father Van, I won't quote him every episode, but he says, we should hunger and thirst for the realization of God's goodness in the world. Mm. I mean, that's what it is. That's what we're talking about for righteousness. It's God's goodness being made manifest to be realized. 
and that people know it's like that they're good, that their lives matter, that they're worthy. And it's, you're right, sister. I love what you're saying. Don't stifle that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's actually a, an echo or reflection of participation in God's own thirst for us. Mm-hmm. Um, what did he say on the cross? I thirst. Well, I sister. thirst. Um, and so it's really actually a way to, to enter into his heart and just imagine like, I don't even have the experience of unrequited love or heard of that. Or mm-hmm. It's like when when you love and you're, it's not returned, it's like, oh, I thirst mm-hmm. to give that love. How much more the Lord, you know? Amen, sister. Yeah. So next one, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. This is powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. Gosh, to be merciful. Uh, this is a power we pull down from the cross. Mm-hmm. And this is a power that's been won for us in the person of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And we want to claim this, honestly, the more I live and the longer I live and the mm-hmm. more things that I see, mm-hmm. again, unforgiveness, mm-hmm. uh, bitterness, mm-hmm. resentment, uh, an inability or unwillingness to forgive another. Mm-hmm. It's poison. Yeah, You're drinking poison. It eats you. It eats you alive. It mm-hmm. never serves you. It erodes the powers of your heart and of your soul. And so it is, it's like to beg for the grace. If you mm-hmm. don't want to be merciful, beg for the grace mm-hmm. to approach that person that is hardest for you to extend mm-hmm. uh, the the peace, mm-hmm. the goodwill, the mercy. Beg for that grace. Don't camp out hating people, no. despising other people. Um, that you actually, as a Christian, You've been bathed in the blood of Christ and you have permission, mm-hmm. not only permission, but invitation, not just invitation, but like command yeah. to look upon all mm-hmm. with love mm-hmm. and that love is always possible. Right. Uh, forgiveness is always possible. Right. Healing is always possible. Lean in that direction with yeah. all your heart and with all your soul and you shall obtain mercy. And this is the thing, as we receive mm-hmm. the gift of God's mercy, mm-hmm. we are set free. We live mm-hmm. with so much more love in mm-hmm. our hearts and in mm-hmm. our lives and so much more peaceful. Mm-hmm. And again, all of these things, we're talking about it. This is security. This is deep, deep, deep rest right. in right. the realest stuff. Right. And it's because it's like when I have experienced God's mercy in my life, then it's like, I, I know it's like, I, like, I want others to, to experience that. It's like, mm-hmm. how can I, like, I don't have no idea what's going on in their heart, their mind, why they said that thing. I don't actually know, mm-hmm. but it's like when I've known how the Lord has forgiven me, I can rest in that. And even, you know, I remember when preaching, even at the beginning, if you can't forgive someone for their own sake, out of your own power, we, we can't forgive anybody of our own power. Obviously it's through the Lord, but do it for Jesus. Wow. Do it for him. Wow. Do it for him. He'll give you the strength. I forgive this person for your sake, Jesus. Let it go. And to, to be released of that burden, yeah. I mean, that's a mercy in itself. You yeah. Know? It's yeah, awesome. Sister. Whoa. Yeah. So next one. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Oh, this is one of my favorites. I like it. Too. I love this. I want to see God. Yeah. And again, that purity. Mm-hmm. Um, living from the inside out, begging for the grace of purity, mm-hmm. um, to see with a pure heart, to look upon others uh, with a pure heart, that we should be seeking God. Mm-hmm. I should be seeking, and He's there to be seen mm-hmm. in the person next to me, mm-hmm. in all of life and mm-hmm. circumstances, in every sunrise and sunset, mm-hmm. in the the beauty and uh, uniqueness of the clouds that are passing by. Mm-hmm. Seek. God, mm-hmm. and you'll see him. Mm-hmm. And this is a pure gaze. This is a pure way 
to go about life. And it's not naive. Mm-hmm. And it's not um, going to diminish you. It's actually going to ennoble you to see life, divine mm-hmm. life, love, truth, mm-hmm. beauty, goodness, all the great things of life mm-hmm. in fuller depth color and Mm. articulation totally it's it's kind of it's like having the vision of a child everything is it's like wonder awe everything Mm. is gift as you said everything is for me Mm -hmm. you know and it's like the to see the goodness of god written on everything in everything um yeah and it's experiencing his his presence really Mm -hmm. living in his presence yes it's alive it's real it's for you Mm -hmm. his heart is beating for you now and it's like yeah to have the vision to see that that's awesome. And it's like all of a sudden, that's, I mean, that's security, right? That's, that's, that's strength. That's strength and security. Because the experience in that is I'm not alone. I can see him everywhere, you know? Powerful Last, stuff. It's powerful. Last one, you know, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Amen. Amen. And again, the Lord is affirming. Um, I think we all know the difference uh, we feel inside when I'm picking a fight. I'm throwing mm-hmm. a burr under someone's saddle mm-hmm. um, versus I'm seeking to be a presence of peace. Mm-hmm. I'm seeking to bring uh, that gift to another. And I think one of my favorite uh, Psalms is in 46, 46, 10 and be still and know that I'm God. Mm-hmm. So I would say wherever you're standing in your life, whatever you're looking at to pull back, to be still And in this, allow God to reign Mm. in your life, to take shelter in that presence of God, to let him into your stuff, Mm. into your craziness, into Mm. your mess. And in this, discover um, your belovedness. Mm -hmm. And in this, and this is the promise of this beatitude, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Again, it's it's a mark of belonging to God and his love. Mm. Um, Someone who is so secure, Mm -hmm. In God's love, whatever might be blown by in life, mm-hmm. that like they're at peace. Yeah. And actually, I would say there is nothing more compelling. Honestly, when I have the the joy of encountering a peaceful person, mm-hmm. I don't want to leave. No. And in fact, I want to ask them a thousand questions. Right. I want to say, gosh, how is it that you're living there? Yeah. And how is it that you've come to rest there? Yeah. And and give God's love primacy. Yeah. Yeah. And you feel secure in their presence. You know, they're not in this turmoil of, you know, crisis. It's like you can rest with them in them. And it's and another thing I, I want to say, too, is, is peacemakers. It's like we're not looking at a cheap peace here. No. You know, this is not an absence of conflict. Mm-hmm. This is a, a deep and earnest and genuine seeking of truth in relationships, in a situation um, and making. Yeah. It's going to involve sacrifice, making the sacrifices, not compromise, but sacrifice mm-hmm. um, and lovingly bending to the other mm-hmm. um, so that communio is is possible and it's achieved. That's peace. Right. And it's, it's yeah. It's, yeah. Sometimes you got to deal with the hard questions. It's important, actually, for the sake of finding that true peace wow. as not putting that to the side or ignoring that. Um, and when it, that happens, as you're saying, it's something powerful. It's mm-hmm. a force for for good it's a force um it's it's the lord's own heart radiating out you know it's beautiful sister yeah and, and i mean ultimately it's like this all of these beatitudes it's like what it what's it about um it's about allowing christ's life to be my own amen allowing his heart to be my own well and here it is uh how to find security in life mm-hmm. lean into beatitude yeah 
Wow, sister. Before we go, challenge? A challenge. Okay, I'm going to borrow this challenge from a, a good priest friend of ours. Um, just to imagine yourself being before the Lord Jesus, and he's got a big box. And placing all your worries, all your insecurities, all the things you're you know scared of or you don't like about yourself or um, trouble you, relationships, whatever. Placing them one by one into the box Jesus is holding giving them all to him and then looking at him, letting him look at you and um, kind of boring from, boring from you, sister, but asking him, Lord, what are you going to do about it? Mm. Um, and starting there, starting there as, as beginning to kind of build your, or allowing him to, to build you in, in the security of his heart, Amen. Uh, giving everything, all your insecurities to him. I, I challenge that myself to all of us, you know, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. It makes me want to do it. Yeah, I'm going to do it too. Thank you, sister. <laughs> what about you, sister, before we go? Before we go, I would say, as we went through that list of the Beatitudes, I would say um, pick the one that you found most challenging mm -hmm. or you're like, ooh, I think there's something there. Mm -hmm. uh, go back to that and pray with it. Mm -hmm. uh, go back and, and ask the Lord, oh, gosh, how are you inviting me into mm -hmm. that Beatitude? What do you ultimately want to give me mm. um, in place of my insecurity um, and in place of the unrest in my heart. Um, mm. So lean into the promise that he wants to give you and dare in faith there. Mm -hmm. Just ask for the grace of faith and for the grace to lean in. Amen. That's Amen. awesome. Sister, you want to close this with a prayer? I would be honored to. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, thank you so much for your love. Uh, that holds us. Thank you for your promise to us. We know, Lord, as it says in Scripture, that you are the rock where we take refuge, our shield, our mighty fortress, our stronghold. Lord, we place our trust in you. We place all our desires, our hopes, our dreams, our insecurities, our fears, everything, we place them into your heart. Lord, may you be our strong foundation. May you be our security. Give you glory, Jesus, as we pray. Glory be to the Father, to the, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, Spirit as, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless all of you. We will see you next week, and in the meantime, we'll be chasing you with our prayers. We will. God bless you. See you next time. This was Let Love Podcast with the Sisters of Life a religious community of women consecrated for the protection of the sacredness of human life. Be assured of our prayers and learn more at sistersoflife.org.